going to ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out, what other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else uh, because it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so. Got a meditation, eternal energy. Go get you some. Also, send me a review once you're done as well. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now, moving up from there, if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life, whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships, in which there are three different tiers, silver, gold, and diamond, which offer different levels of benefits that once-offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldoja.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card, for example. However, if you would like to go through PayPal because that's your uh, that's your shit, <laughs> sure, fine. Doesn't bother me. PayPal as well. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M O-O-I. My full name, Adam Ui. You can donate through PayPal directly as well. Either way, whatever you guys do donate to help support the show. Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, of all that being said, Let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionally? Sure, emotionally. <laughs> we have got a session today on how to manage sexual expectations. Round two. This is, there is, there is a part, I don't want to say part one, because if you listen to this on audio, there's part one, part twos to a lot of different podcasts. But today we have done well back, I don't know. Last season, season five, there was how to manage sexual expectations. You guys really enjoyed it. So we've come back today uh, to do a round two, and we're going to cover a lot of shit. We're going to cover what it means uh, with the masculine show mask when you're not willing to have difficult conversations and do difficult actions. And the difficult thing for a masculine being when it comes to a sexual space with the feminine is maybe not what you think it would be. We're going to dive into that story from a client who are Patrick Starfish. Patrick Starfish, which is, of course, an alias who's up in Germany. And we're going to... You guys are long-time followers of the podcast. You know Patrick Starfish's story. And we'll get into that a little bit later on, but it's from him and he's been just on the journey. He's been on the journey, learning about himself in relation to others, uh, getting sexual experiences, social dynamic experiences with the feminine and learning about himself. And he's hit an absolute sticking point well back, right when I was, I've said well back twice now, but it was well back. It was when I was on that seven week social media disconnect. And I've been wanting to cover this uh, for quite some time, but we had a really good story last week. So, and the last couple of weeks, actually. So it's going to be based on one of my client stories. There's another client story I want to get uh, from, uh, can I say his name? I oh, uh, I think, I think T wouldn't mind if I say that. I think uh, uh, one of the regulars of his social Q&A live, T, he was on a mountain with a girl and he managed the sexual expectations, sexual expectations very well. So we're going to get a story of it done very poorly and a story of it done very well in today's session. 
Uh, what else are we going to... There's a lot of things to cover. We're just sexual pace. It seems like a lot of things that masculine beings are just not very well clued in on. And hey, I was there as well. And yeah, so we're going to get that complete comfort. We're going to talk about that. How to instill com- complete comfort between you and her. Physiological, psychological comfort. Differences between the two. Hit you guys with questions on that. And actually, you know what I did, guys? While I was deadlifting this morning... I even, I never do this, but because today is not based on one of your stories, it's one of the client stories, I had to write a few notes because this is quite a saga between this young, young man and young lady. So I had to get, uh, I have got a couple little notes here, which I normally wouldn't, but it's because it's just so I put the story together. Uh, a planetary size gamble and the focused issue of my client not being willing to say to a woman, I just want to connect. And understand us. He had a lot of issues with this. And that's really where this burn point comes to me today, what we're going to talk about today. Now, if you guys are new to Social Q&A Live, I welcome you. Uh, episode 63, Rock Sanban. I think I forgot to say that at the beginning. And we've also got uh, Justin H was the first person up in here who commented. I'm just going to get his comment real quick here. Justin H came in, who wasn't here for last session, saying, what's good, everyone? I'm the tour photographer for a dance convention the next few weekends, so I'll hopefully catch the live March 14th US time, have a session. Oh, we will have a session, Justin. Thank you for dropping in. And also, I asked him to drop his Instagram uh, last week, so you guys can go check him out, and he has done so today. He didn't last week, but Justin H's Instagram is at J underscore HRT, uh, short for heart. At J, J underscore HRT. Go check him out on Instagram. Thank you very much for dropping that, Justin. And um, uh, it's, hey, listen, I, I want to have you here. I want to have you here. But if you're not here, I catch you in post. And so, yeah, if you guys are new to Social Q&A Live, this is a time where you can bring in any questions around anything to do with social dynamics, whether it be dating, relationships, family, business, anything in the world of human interaction. We shall get it. But we always start with a featured context or in this story or in today's session, a featured story from one of my clients. That gets everything rolling. There's a class-like format in which that I want you guys to not just be uh, yanking the sack or rubbing the thumbs and to be engaged in that chat box right there on YouTube and to be answering my questions in real time, get engaged, learn along with everyone else. And, and yeah, if you haven't already, go ahead and drop a thumbs up on this video if you're enjoying this content, help support the channel. And when we do get to open Q&A, for those, uh, I need to say this every time now just for those who are new. Uh, we will have time for open Q&A, but if you have questions that are not related to what we're talking about right now, just copy and paste them, you know, put them in your notes or whatever, and then repost them when I say it's time for open Q&A. Otherwise, they get lost in the chat. So without further ado, let's do it. Oh, and also another person up in this chat is Mr. T himself saying, Yosh Kinder. Good to have you, T. Hi, Gazamas. Let's do it. Oh, by the way, uh, can, one, can one of you at least let me know if the audio is okay? Let me just make sure the levels are good. Also, we've also got W up in here saying, hey, man, I'm I'm a late. I was meant to come sooner. You're not too late, bro. You're not too late. We only started like a couple of minutes. We haven't even began content yet. I haven't even got to the context. So you're, you're here at a good time. You're at a good time. Oh, today's going to get emotional. I always get a little bit more emotional when it's my own clients because there's a relationship. And this was a, a huge sticking point. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the backstory on this guy uh, so you can understand him, understand where he's coming from. Uh, if you're a long-time follower of this podcast, by the way, shout out to those of you who are just listening on audio right now. And you've been listening to almost at least all of season five, you would have followed the saga of Patrick Starfish, aka 
Patrick, which is not his real name, uh, my client in Germany. And so let me give you guys the context right now off the bat on who on what Patrick's been going through since then. Just to catch you those up who have no idea who I'm talking about right now. So Patrick Starfish, alias, of course, his name's not even Patrick. But uh, I just I don't even know why I call it Patrick Starfish at this point, but we just do. So <laughs> I don't know why. But anyways, he's in Germany. He's a early 20s. And he's probably ranks in the top three, top five of my most successful clients. And if you guys are wondering, how do I judge most successful clients? I judge it based on relative growth. The growth relative to where they began in their journey to where they are now. It's not a comparison to anyone else. It's just how much growth have they experienced from, you know, for example, if you are a one or a two on the scale of zero to 10, 10 being absolute natural, zero being a high case of all hard cases. If you're like a one or a two, but then you've done so much work that you elevated yourself to a five or a six in your social dynamics, that's huge. So that's what I'm talking about, relative growth. Patrick Starfish, anyway, is uh, one of my most successful clients because for basically all of his teens, all from 14, 15 years old to at least, I think he's 20 now, but at least all throughout his teens, he wanted to be out there practicing cold approach, going out, learning how to meet people, learning how to improve himself, learning how to bring in abundance of social connection and uh, sexual exploration, my friends. But that was something that he could never do. On all other factors of his life, very successful. You know, if you were just to look at him, he's like a young man. You can see the beginnings of a man in him. He's very strong in his will and very strong in his uh, frame, I should say. And every other area of life, physical, his purpose, he's all, he's all good. He's all good in pretty much every other area, except for social dynamics, except for romance. Uh, he wasn't a virgin when he came to me, but of the couple sexual experiences he had, it was less than fulfilling as he described them to me. They were very robotic, very mechanical, and it was kind of forced. And it was not forced in a rapey way, like forced in that there wasn't really a strong connection between the two. So... So that was, and so that's like his sexual history, but then in terms of his social dynamics, he's the type of guy that, you know, attempted to go out, but would be out there for three to five hours and speak to no one. Hey, just like me when I first came up. And so he finally came to me, what was it, mid last year, something like that. And finally decided I'm going to invest all my time and energy, at least for this, uh, I guess it was there somewhere at the time, uh, period of time that I have time off. And so he went through a first under my guidance, 30 day challenge, let's go. He attempted the 30 day challenge and failed miserably. Uh, absolutely bombed. I think he was on, I'm not even sure if he did two or three straight days. I think it was one day he bombed, attempted to restart 30 day challenge, bombed again. And his ego imploded because he knew himself to be very successful in every other area of life. But then when it came to this thing of going out and meeting people, cold uh he was less less than incompetent just the like out there for three to five hours could barely even do warm-ups going up and just giving love to someone and so we regressed him from the 30-day challenges because we did it a couple times we do we do it once you bomb once you need to step it back we're not going to repeat the same actions and expect a different result so we regressed to a seven-day challenge a seven-day action block but still have minimum, need to go up to five people, do your warm-ups, but then do go do five direct cold intent interactions. He bombed that as well. 
Now, that was when the stake was driven into the coffin in which that I said, well, enough's enough. And I sent him an email in which that there's no getting around it now. The reason why you regress from a 30-day challenge to a seven-day challenge of cold search dynamics is to target, is it the day and volume, the volume of days, is that the issue? Or is the issue much deeper in that you're just, it just doesn't mean enough to you. You're just not willing to overcome yourself at this time in your life. What is it? Because with some clients I've seen, you can regress them to a seven-day challenge of minimum five direct and 10 interactions, and they're good. They're fine. They will, uh, by the way, if you, I know we get a deep in context here. I'm just explaining Patrick Starfish's context of story, how far low he was, because it's going to explain how far high he came. And then we'll get into the managing of sexual expectations, which is where we're getting. But we're just deep in some tactics here. So I think a lot of you guys get value from this because a lot of my clients right now are dealing with these issues of not being able to complete 30-day challenges. So regress to the seven-day challenge, he bombed that, and then now you find out, oh, it's not just a matter of 30 days is too much in your mind. No, and now it's just that the pain of not changing, it's not great enough yet. It's not great enough. So after that, he went away for a couple of weeks and just went deep on himself and just came out and said, just... I don't know, there was like a snap in his mind and just said, fuck it, I've got to change myself. I've got to change my life here. From that point on, just absolute rocket ship. This Okay, so that's that explains how, how burnt he was. And, you know, he's out there for like, and when I say rocket ship, he re-attempted another 30-day challenge and completed it. 30 days straight, but it was an absolute slog. It was an absolute slog. He was still out there for three to five hours at a time just to meet five cold people. Right, and it was like basically every day, and there were some days where it was a little bit, uh, a little bit faster, maybe one or two hours, but a lot of times three to five hours. And this is like, this is in uh, COVID situation as well. For those of you that are using COVID as an excuse, fuck you. I'm sure that's what he's saying. He's like, fuck you. I'm out there doing it, and so he's, but he's doing it. He's doing it, and then day four of his reborn thirty day challenge gets on a day two uh, with. A beautiful girl has his first ever kiss, has his first ever sexual experience with that girl a few day twos later, uh, all from cold approach. Never experienced this ever before in his life. And this was a guy that uh, was at the very bottom, the very bottom of performance. Couldn't even do it. He bombed so many times. And so that just kept getting repeated. Now I'm just going to fast forward the story through here. Since then, he's just been repeats, repeats in terms of going out on more dates with girls, again, to learn more and more about himself, all from cold approach, by the way. And just learning more and more, which brings us to today. So that's that's what that's gives you an idea of where he's at. Started so low and is now so high. And is still progressing in his social dynamics journey. Big ups to you, Patrick uh, Starfish, because I'm gonna rip you hard after this, but now we've given you the love. So now you can't say now you can't feel all too bad. <laughs> How to manage sexual expectations. Let's go. So he messages me a couple of weeks ago. Mm. more than a couple of weeks ago. This was back when I was on my seven-day disconnect from social media. So this story is old in my mind, but it's new to you guys. <clears throat> so you messaged me. We had a Skype coaching session on a situation with a new girl that he's seeing from Cold Approach as well. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, he got into his first casual relationship ever, uh, ever, just in general, but also with a woman from Cold Approach back on those back during that 30-day challenge. Fucking amazing. So he's great. Well, was. 
So <laughs> there we go. So to today. So he sends me this message uh, that we need to talk about the situation of a girl uh, through Skype coaching. So we talk about it. It was a great cold approach. Everything was going fine. Uh, day twos were fine. However, there was this thing. Every time they've been out on four dates, here's the play. They've been out on four dates and every time they went to get sexually intimate, there was always a sticking point. And the sticking point was at the same point every single time in which that, you know, they have dinner, they watch some Netflix. I was about to say the TV show, but that might be a little too, too explicit uh, details. The, you know, the typical thing, dinner, Netflix, and then down on the rug, make out would start. That's fine. Uh, clothes start to come off. That's fine. A lot of rubbing here and there. That's fine. However, not when he went to go down on her. Whether that, and even that was just with hands, whether that to be over the her top of her clothes or under her clothes, anytime he went down to down south, she would always take his hand and pull it away. Four times in a row. Now, for those of you who are in the class session right now, I need you to start paying attention to this story uh, instead of, I know probably for the last five minutes, you've been able to let your minds go a little easy because there was you're just getting caught up with the story. Now, red flags are coming in. So, four dates in a row. Every single time, it's basically the same setup. Intimate moment in isolation. It's all progressing well. It's natural. feels good. He goes to put his hands down her pants or even over the top as well. Either It didn't really matter. He would say she would always pull away. However, focus here. However, he, it didn't explode altogether. She didn't give him a complete red light. She didn't want to back out of this situation altogether. She just actually played it off kind of like it was nothing continued with the uh, physically amorous sexual intimacy, just not that. So, you know, the kissing and running around with each other and cuddling with each other, that's all good. That's all fine. It's just uh, when it came to genital region, genital land, that was where a sexual expectation and what was expected in each other's minds hit a roadblock. So, this is my job. This is my work. We come in, we do the Skype session, we break it down, I make sure we cover all the bases and... And I ask him, did you ever demonstrate to her complete comfort? Now, here's the first question for you guys in the live social Q&A. What does that mean? What is complete comfort? If you look at the story that we've just gone into, and the number four is quite relevant. You need to pay quite close attention to the number four. It's not just like it happened once. It's four times in a row. And my first question to him is, did you ever demonstrate to her complete comfort? Those of you in the live social Q&A right now in the chat box, please uh, get us started in this live Q&A. What is complete comfort? What do you think I mean by that? Give me your best idea what you think complete comfort means. And if you're switched on enough, maybe take it so far as to say and give me an answer to, did he ever show her complete comfort? This is a slightly difficult question to begin the session with. Normally, I, I uh, kid glove you guys to begin with, but now we're going bare fist today. <laughs> we're going bare fist today. So, I'm going to jump up in the live Q&A give you guys some time to drop your answers in. By the way, if you're just joining the session now, drop a thumbs up down below on this, uh, on this old YouTube video and help support the channel. Most appreciated. And get ready for an absolute session. So, I want to know about complete comfort. I want to know most pertinently... For those of you who are not maybe like switched on yet, what do you think complete comfort means? Drop that in. That'll be good, some good chop. But more pertinently, 
did he ever show her complete comfort? That's what I want to know the answer to. And that's the first question I asked him as well. So coming up in this chat, we've got Jay New up in here who says, I'll be in and out, but sure to contribute when I can. Which means good luck, everyone. Do your best, everyone. It's more arigato, Jay New. And Jay Sun, good to have you here when you are here. W also comes in to say, I'll do my best. Also, audio sounds good, clean. Thank you, W. Appreciate that. MSK. MSK, Miss K comes in saying, sounds like SpongeBob character, Patrick. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. It, it was uh, it, Patrick Starfish is from SpongeBob. I just don't know why I call him Patrick Starfish. <laughs> I don't know. I think that if you go back to the original podcast, there'd be probably some idea. Anyways, W then goes in to say, and then, never mind. That was just an auto correction. Ted Turner comes in saying, Uga chaka, uga, uga chaka, uga chaka, uga, uga chaka. Are you trying to sing the, uh, the, the New Zealand Maori? Is that the New Zealand Maori? Is that the haka? I would like to hear like a hundred people sing that. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. <laughs> We've also got Mr. Edo Skimodo, the Ludicolo, who comes in saying, How's it going, mate? Just want to say hi. Hope all is well, everyone, with the prayer. Uh, thanks for being, thanks for dropping by, Ski. He's probably going to work. Uh, good to have you here, mate. Good to have you coming. Amar's also coming in saying, yo. Salvador comes in saying, is that a new tattoo? Sure, oh, it's about five weeks old now. So, but yes, very new. Uh, okay, let's get some answers in here. Let's get some answers to this QA. Sorry, there's a lot of chat. Uh, so, the question I asked you guys, number one question in this story, what is complete comfort? More pertinently, did he ever show her complete comfort? comfort it's, it's a broad question i know i normally start the questions a little bit easier in this live class session but hey as as the season goes on this is episode three of season six uh i expect you guys to grow with it so that's why i guess i don't i don't like to i don't want to hold you back keep you guys rising so first answer anyway is from takumi kun who says she doesn't totally trust him yet not sure how to demonstrate complete comfort, though. I guess a lack of needing anything to happen. Very good. Nailed it, T. Off the bat. Beautiful, uh, beautiful answer. You've got to have some more confidence in yourself. Although, actually, wait, you said I'm not sure how to demonstrate complete comfort. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Very good, though. Great answer. That's 100,000 any answer right there. Because that I, I was... Uh, I was about to not give you 100,000 zenny for that because it's the first question. Normally, the first question is very easy. But actually, that's not, a, that's not an easy question. So that's the first 100,000 zenny answer right there. That's zen, that is a zenny answer. But T says she doesn't totally trust him yet. That's why I wanted you guys to focus on the number of dates. There was four. It's not that they had one, two, three dates and there's a little peck here, a little kiss there, you know, a little... Not much else other than that there. And that's on the fourth one when he finally attempted to, you know, stimulate that G-spot or go a little bit further down. And that's when the the sticking point came up. That's not what happened. It was all four times. She was happy to go into sexual intimacy and begin the dance between masculine and feminine energy four times straight. Yet on every single time, it was when he went down south. Four times in a row. So the, my first question was, did he ever show her complete comfort? T comes in with a beautiful answer. She doesn't totally trust him yet. That's why the number four is quite important. 
However, when T then goes on to say, I guess a lack of needing anything to happen, that's what complete comfort is in a, that's why it says 100,000 is any answer. That's in a nutshell. Well done, T. That when you demonstrate complete comfort, complete comfort is that I'm 100% comfortable in not needing anything from you or from me. I'm neither reaching out nor reaching in. Present. And when you can demonstrate this to a woman, that is a, it's, it's one of the most attractive things you can, any human being can put forward. I'm neither going to reach out to try and force you to do something and I'm neither going to reach in to try and force myself to do something. I'll stay present with here, you here in the moment. I'll stay present with you here in this moment. And without complete comfort, it's like a pressure valve has just gone and all the pressure gets taken off the interaction. A lot of uh, masculine, a lot of guys come in here asking me questions about, you know, how do I get it to relax? How do I get it more comfortable in a sexual space? And first off, if you're thinking about that in the moment, what do you think the chances are that ever is going to manifest? Probably not very likely. Anyways, we're going to get off on tangents here. I just wanted to start off that first question. T gets that. T gets that 100,000 Zeddy. Basically, he never showed her complete comfort. But uh, but I want to read a, few, a little bit more of this chat because we can get a little more targeted than that as we go a little bit deeper into this answer. That's a good one to begin with. So W goes on to say, should have you stopped and talked to her about any past sexual experience and just talked about it? Did he rush it? Well, that's what I'm here to learn for. Well said, T. Hmm. Listen, W, you're on the right park. You're in the right park of acknowledging that something is not right. Your action of stopping and talking to her about her past sexual experiences, in the moment, it would depend on what, which date you're going to talk about that's going to happen. If you were, if you were saying maybe on the first time, yeah, we could, we could, we I could feel some flex there. There's some flexibility there. It's a little bit too late on dates two, three, and four, though, for that to be happening, which is actually one of the big issues that we're going to get into a little bit later on of the ability to read the person in front of you and to make the necessary reads on levels of comfort. So not quite there, but you're in the right ballpark of at least addressing that something's wrong. So, And we're just getting started here, W. We're just getting started. So good stuff, man. <clears throat> Jay Newland comes in saying, he didn't show intent nor willingness to slow down. A dance has two partners, and if he's looking to guide her, he needs to believe in himself. That's another 100,000, Zenny. Good. We got That's a great answer, Jadu, because that gives me what T was lacking. And T actually gives your answer what you were lacking. So when you put both yours and T's answers together, we get a really good answer here. When Jadu says he didn't show intent nor willingness to slow down. That's again why for the four, the number four is such an issue here. Complete comfort wasn't demonstrated and a certain pattern was installed. This pattern is going to become more relevant as I dive into the next part of this story, which I'm reaching for my phone there because normally I go and read out the story, but I don't need to. It's coming from my own memory. So, so let's park it here. Let's reverse here. He understood all this. I was questioning you guys on complete comfort, what it means. You guys are on point. You guys are doing well this morning. When I was in the Skype coaching session with him, I asked him about complete comfort. Did you ever show that to her? And he goes, well, you know, I, th- I thought I was pretty relaxed. I'm not asking about being relaxed. I'm asking about, did you ever show to her the indifference for the outcome? Did you ever show to her that you don't need to progress this any more sexually further than what you're comfortable with right now? 
And he goes, well, every time she took my hand away, I never tried again. And so, I'm like, yeah, but that's not what I'm asking because you did it four times in a row. So, what's the pattern that's been installed here? That every time you guys get into a sexually intimate space, instead of maybe something W had mentioned a little bit before, which we'll get into, instead of addressing that there is an issue and a sticking point with the sexual expectation between you and her, you just kept like a typical male, just bullheaded in the same direction, try again, try again, and you didn't change the play. It didn't change the play. It didn't go down, did it? And so now we're having to have this conversation. This conversation would not be happening if off the first sticking point, you step back, slowed it down, and then to W, addressed it. Now, in terms of addressing it, W's probably thinking, well, then what was wrong with my answer? <laughs> it sounds like I'm on point. Why did I get that 100,000 Zeddy? Uh, well, it's because stopping and talking about her past sexual experience in that moment might put a lot of pressure on her. In fact, might is a uh, very generous word there. Will put a lot of pressure on her. So talking to her logically about it when she's in a very emotional state is not a very good idea. When someone is emotionally arced up, it is very poor choice to logically try and reason with them. What you need to do is address their emotional state. Now, we can get to those tactics in a little bit. That's not quite what we're going to get onto now. But anyways, following the story. So he understood that. He got that. I see, I see I did that. So, what's the play then? How do I fix this? How do I address these misalignments in sexual expectations? How do I get her on side of comfortability and get ourselves back in alignment? Well, the next question comes to, and I guess the question comes to you guys in social Q&A as well that I asked him is, what needs to come first, my friends? What needs to come first when it comes to sexual progression? Is it psychological comfort? Or is it physiological comfort? Drop your answer in the chat. And you're also going to have to give me why. That should have been the first question because that's a fucking easy question. However, it's not an easy question until you have to explain why. So that's the next question I ask him in our coaching session. What needs to come first? When you're getting into the sexual dance between you and her, is it psychological comfort or is it physiological comfort and why? What does that mean and why? So I guess how this session is going to play out, my friends, is that I'm just going to ask you the questions that I asked him. And that will help to illuminate it all for you. So. I'll give you guys some time to just drop your answers in the chat and then also just re- make sure I'm not skipping over any important things here. Complete comfort, focal issue, not wanting to connect. Yeah, no, we're, we're on track. We're on track. That's why I wanted to, normally I would never have notes for a podcast. Uh, there's just a couple dot points here just to make sure I've got the lineage of events correct. And so now right here, when you're thinking about the mistake of going through four times in a row, four sexual experiences with a woman and taking her to the same point of uncomfortability, discomfort, but not changing the play. I ask him a question very simply of what needs to come first? Is it psychological trust, psychological comfort or physiological comfort? especially in your sexual progression. Mm, put your answers in. We get our first answer from Jay News saying, solid emotional connection because the goal is to be in sync and lose yourselves within each other. So Jay News is definitely speaking to the psychological comfort there. Nicely explained. Solid emotional connection because the goal is to be in sync and lose yourselves within each other. So the final bit there is very good because it speaks to a certain state we like to reach as well, which... Uh, 
maybe Jainu, if you know what state I'm talking about, you might be able to drop it in the chat. He then also goes to say both the spiritual and sexual are one and the same and need to be on point. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we get it. You start, you're, you're doing, uh, you and Ben, you and Ben, you like to go deep quick. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet with that last bit, but the first bit was uh, definitely very, very relevant. So, yes, nailed it. Nailed it again. T comes in with psychological comfort first. If I don't trust you, I don't want to touch you. Nice. Nicely said. Nicely said. I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all the way that's phrased. That's a good phrasing. It's a nice sound bite. So that's two bang on answers straight up. So we don't need to spend any more time on that. Absolutely. And then Janu says the cloud state. Yes, infinite cloud state is what we uh, refer to as the psychological comfort I'm talking about. So I say to him, and you guys absolutely nailed it. I said, hey, what needs to come first in sexual progression, psychological or physiological comfort? He says, well, psychological, because he's not, he's not new to me. We've been working together for half a year now. And he said, well, yeah, psychological comfort, psychological. I said, why is that important though? Why is that important? You guys have, Janu didn't explicitly state it, but uh, T, diff, T explicitly stated it, used the word trust. Janu inferred it for sure though. Trust. If there's no psychological comfort first, there is no trust. And you have to be with a certain type of woman who has unhinged certain safety blocks within her mind to be able to let go into a physiological sexual space, even if there's no comfort. I would refer to that as an unhinged human being. To let into physiological sexual progression, yet not trusting the person they're with. Now, let me give you guys a story. Let me hit you guys with a story here. Uh, and maybe not, maybe if not one story, a, con- a conglomeration of stories in which that you see this particularly with younger girls. Younger girls, especially in 2021, especially in the time that we're in now, didn't used to see it when I was in high school, but now being, you know, late 20s now, I see this with young girls quite a bit. The, the hinges, the hinges on which trust equals sexual progression uh, it can get it can, it can get unhinged very easily. I think it's just the way that our world works at the moment anyway. And maybe there's a little bit of pressure there. We can talk about that, where that comes from. But anyways, what it manifests as at a minimum is that some girls and a lot of girls are very prone to letting go into physiological sexual progression, even though they don't necessarily trust the person in front of them. And I get this from girls that I speak to, girls that I've been with, and I and they're going too fast for me. What? They're going too fast for me, and I might need to slow you down. There's, I can, there's no, I could give you, we could go deep on any one story, but I could just give you the conglomeration of many stories of in which that I need to slow down younger girls because they're going too fast for themselves. Going too fast for me, going too fast for themselves. What's too fast for me? Hey, my friends in the live chat, what's too fast for a man's sexual pace? This is a great question. I almost just gave you the answer. I did actually give you the answer. So if you were listening, you would uh, pay att- if you're paying attention, you'd be able to answer this straight up. But that's a really good question. What's too fast of a sexual pace for a man in relation to his feminine? What what would deem too fast? I literally just said it, but I said it very quickly, so you would have to uh, you have to catch it up. So it's good. That's why it's worth asking. Think about that. Think about that. What? What pace is too fast for a guy? Because we, we talk about, 
we talk about sexual pace and we in our story of our client here, he's definitely pushing the sexual pace too fast for the woman that he's with. <clears throat> but what would be too fast for him? Because on the line that we're just on a slight tangent right here, but it's a worthwhile tangent going into is girls that get a little bit unhinged on their psychological safety and the trust that they would put in someone and they just go into physiological sexual poundage off the bat, even though they don't trust that person. And it causes a lot of issues, absolutely. <clears throat> but it's almost like I'm asking you a reverse question. Because if you can answer the question of what's too fast of a sexual pace for a dude, you get it for what it is for a girl. I'll see if any of you are switched on enough for that. If not, uh, you, it might be... Just too difficult of a question. It's a reverse question. It's like you could think of it in the reverse and you get the answer going forward. T then comes in saying, yeah, Adam, one of my partners told me about a lot of dudes she's been with despite not trusting them. I didn't understand why she would go there. She often got burned. So I'm talking about, so I'm talking about right there. It's, it's, it's a common thing, AT. It's a common thing. Particularly amongst younger girls. Two months younger, I don't know what it is. Like, like for those of you who are signed up to the Bowl Sip Weekly Email Newsletter, I dropped in last week's issue uh, that I've been doing a four-week online dating app social experiment uh, ever since getting my tattoo worked on. And usually I hate those apps. They're uninstalled normally. But I've been experimenting with it. And I've just been noticing even in girls' bios uh, on apps like Tinder and whatnot, just some really explicit sexual shit that I never really used to see. Like some girls just put WAP, W-A-P in their Tinder bio. And I'm like, that's, what's going on with her psychologically? So anyways, we're getting off on tangents here. Uh, I asked you guys a pretty difficult reverse style question. I just want to see if anyone gets the answer to it. Janu comes in with an answer saying, ED has no time to get into ICS himself. I don't know what ICS is, uh, intensive care, something. I don't, I don't know what that means. But anyways, Janu is saying that the question I asked was, what's too fast of a sexual pace for a dude uh, in relation to his feminine? And Janu said, ED has no time to get into himself, putting the cart before the horse, mentally it's being unpresent so you can't even experience sex, penetration at best. So, Okay. And then W then also goes on to say, to gain a connection with the girl, question mark, question mark, as you asking me a question. And then he also says, no, what's the word glue? Okay, I don't know what that means, bro. Got to clean up that English. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes no sense. So, oh, and then Switz comes in with an answer to that question saying, sup guys, haha. So, girl, psychological, then sexual. Dudes, sexual, then psychological. Men will think if they will make love to you first, then see if it's sure for them. Okay, so Switz, I'm not sure if you're trying to answer my question here, if you're just speaking out loud. It sounds like you're just speaking out loud. And okay. But getting more relevantly back to the question here, the sexual pace that's too fast for the dude. Oh, Jane man, infinite cloud state with the ICS. Okay, cool. I've just never seen that abbreviation before. Because uh, I think I like saying the term infinite cloud state too much, so I never abbreviate it. So, but for, from now on, the ICS. So, the question, what is, what is too fast of a sexual pace for a dude? Now, Janu answered that very uh, logically and straightforward, even though it was a reverse question. So, you're right, Janu. Definitely, if he's getting erectile dysfunction 
and he's not able to get into infinite cloud state, definitely huge signals that he's rushing the sexual pace for himself. Absolutely. However, I didn't ask, genuinely, I did not ask what is too fast of a sexual pace for him as one of one, as in just internally within him disregarding the person in front of him. If I had asked that, you'd be on point. What I actually asked was, what is too fast of a sexual pace for him in relation to her? That's why it's a reverse question, because the answer to that question is when she gets uncomfortable. It's a really fair, I really, uh, I forgot who said this quote. Uh, it's just something that I've just taken into myself and I'm probably just paraphrasing it, but it's something that I use with my own clients quite a bit. And I think I even said it in the last podcast, it's, you know, you only go as fast as your slowest man. And it's actually something that I learned way back when I was uh, in high school playing basketball and you go out and do team runs and whatnot. You only go as fast as your slowest man, which means no one gets left behind. And that is a almost perfect relation point to our sexual progression here in which that you never go as fast, uh, you never go faster than your slowest man. And that when the sexual progression has a sticking point, now can you say, Jano? The sexual pace is too fast for him when it's too fast for her. His sexual pace and proclivity to embrace a sexual pace, let's say an absolute 10. Let's say that just fucking walk in the front door, flop it out, unzip, I'm ready to go. That's a straight 10. And then you got a zero, which is that I need, I need months. I need months of cuddling and eyelash kisses, butterfly kisses, Eskimo kisses. I need some lion necking for months, right? That's a zero before I could even potentially consider sexual penetration. That's a zero on the on that scale of, let's talk about intensity of sexual progression, the pace. You can be an absolute 10. Just that walk in the door, Jack Sparrow, flop it out, let's fucking go. PPM, <laughs> the pumps per minute. But if the woman you're with is a three or a two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, then just because you're a 10 doesn't mean you can push the sexual pace to a 10 because you have to go as slow as the other person's fastest. When it comes to sexual progression and meeting someone else's sexual expectation, you can only go as fast as the other person's fastest. Right? When you got someone who is slower than you, you cannot push them any faster than that. Why? Because we see what happens here. Four dates in a row, he goes to put his hand down to that very explicit, generally sensitive area, and she takes the hand away. He goes to finger her, takes the hand away. Um, it's, it's a very clear, obvious point that his pace of sexual progression is way too fast for her. And so to the question of why I was trying to get you guys to think about it this way, is that yes, absolutely, if he's going too fast for himself, for himself, yeah, erectile dysfunction, out of his mind, no infinite cloud stake, so concerned of himself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, more pertinent to this story, you can only go as fast as your slowest man. Or in this case, only go as fast as your slowest woman here. Right? You can only match her pace, otherwise you're going to blow her out, which is what happens four times in a row. So, great answers to these questions. We're getting up in here. And uh, Switz also had come in with a reiteration saying, lol, trying to answer actually, but just came in. <laughs> That's all right. Your answer was just very general. So, I wasn't sure if it was just you speaking out loud. Okay. So, let's move on to the next part of the story. And if you guys are just dropping into the live chat and enjoying this, drop a thumbs up on this video down below. If you guys listen to this and post on podcast land, drop me some comments 
Awesome feedback. Much appreciated on the YouTube video. Hmm. Okay, so where this all stemmed from was the difference between psychological and physiological comfort. What needs to come first? Jay Newer definitely nailed it. So did T. Saying psychological comfort needs to come first. And we talked about unhinged girls who allow physiological to happen without the trust. And you see that it's very common amongst younger girls for sure. Uh, all tangents, put them to the side. Let's get back on the road here. I'm walking him through this scarf coaching session. We're progressing. And so now we finally get to the understanding of, and I, uh, we're not quite ready for that conversation of, of letting go yet. Hey, are we there? Janu tried to bring it up. Janu tried to bring up the conversation of letting go of ourselves and the infinite cloud state. Listen, we'll get there. We'll get there. But before then, let's keep it really tactical because I remember in our session, the next thing we came to is, well, what's the how-to? What's the dose to the car? How are we going to move forward here? What would you do next time then? Is the next question I ask him. What would you do next time? So they already had four dates. We're lining up for a day in a couple of nights. It's either the next night or not after our coaching session. Okay, so I say to him, you tell me now. Now, if you understand that psychological trust obviously is not being established, otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation. She wouldn't be moving your hand away if psychological trust was established. You know this because you have other sexual experiences, not many, but just in your last recent two, three months through elevating and evolving yourself, you've had a few really awesome sexual experiences in which that you have gone the full way whole play, in which that psychological trust was established, which means that you did meet the sexual progression and pace intensity at the right level of each other. So you know how to do it right, yet you weren't conscious of what was happening within that. So now that you've hit your first piece of adversity in which that you've met a woman that whose sexual intensity of pace is not at the same rate of yours, now you don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do if trust is not being established. What do we do? What do we do when psychological trust has not been established in a sexually intimate space with you and a woman? Does anyone want to give me an answer in social Q&A? Because that's the next question that uh, I hit him with. And so now it would be the next question for you guys. What's, what's the next play for him when he goes out on the next date? A couple of nights later. And remember, it's not like it's not like every time that she's pulled his hand away when he's gone down on her, that it's been absolute fireworks and chaos and like just a complete mental breakdown. No, no, no. She plays it off like it's nothing, which is what makes this uh, this story even a little bit more interesting because it's not a hard red. It's not a hard red. It's a yellow. It's a very clear yellow, actually. So. If we know we need to establish psychological trust, what would we do in the next day? And that's what's going to bring in some of the greatest sticking points he came up to me with. And we had several voice messages on WhatsApp. You know, my clients get that one-to-one with me. And going back and forward on my remedy, and he wasn't happy with my remedy. He just didn't understand it, didn't think it was necessary. I'm not going to tell you what my remedy is yet. I want to see if you guys can get us there, and then we'll move through it. So- Wheels are in motion. The, the jelly is getting warm here. I'm feeling it. So, going up into the live chats, we've got Mr. We got Mr. Ben High coming in saying, how's it going, mates? Just got home from the conference track meet. Ben is, a, uh, ben is an avid runner. So, I hope you did well, my man. Good to have you here. Jay New comes in saying, his first answer to this question of what to do next he goes, slow down and breathe with each other. 
<laughs> I'm not giving you a hundred thousand zeddy for that though, Jay, because that's too easy for you. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you're a regular. If if let's say that was a an absolute newbie who came in, I would give them a hundred thousand zeddy. But I, that's that's an easy question for you. So I would. So you're right. Jay was hundred percent correct. The next play is to slow down and breathe with each other. Fucking perfect. Fucking on point. However, Jay that's too easy for you. I can't give you hundred thousand zeddy for that. But you're 100 percent correct. 100 percent correct. We can we can move past this point now if no one else ever put anything else in. Uh, T then comes in saying, looking up at the stars and just breathing on the picnic blanket by the lake. Fucking nailed it again. But T, I'm not giving you 100,000 zenny for that. For the same reason, Jay knew that you two are regulars, so you guys should know this shit. <clears throat> I'm not too loose with these 100k zennies. You own those hundred K Zeddies. And listen, you guys couldn't give couldn't give better answers than those two. It's just that I, you're uh, not all students are on the same level of development. So well done though, both of you. Well done. Jay then went on to say even more so, make sure to communicate with her your intention. And don't even think about progressing until you've caught up with each other's pace, both psychologically and mentally. You mentioned a very interesting word there, Jay. Uh, an idea, I should say, of communicating to her your intention. Brilliant. Brilliant. Dad W then comes. Uh, that's really good because it's a perfect segue into what happens next. and really segues us into the meltdown, the, uh, the fire. The fire that's about to erupt uh, between me and my client here. In a, in a good way, but you know, no bad blood, but... There's going to be a bit of friction that happens in this next stage of the podcast. Things are about to get intense. W then comes in saying, uh, slow down and breathe. Can I have the Zenny? <laughs> no, you can't because the other two said it. Listen, 100k Zenny answers only go to the first answer of the question because you could have just read you could have just read the, the previous answer or it has to be a reiteration, like your interpretation of the answer, which I know you couldn't have copied from someone else. So no, no, and W, you, you, I know you are new. So if you were the first person who said slow down and breathe, I probably would have given you 100,000 any answer. Not today, though. No, no, you've got to be faster than that. Switz then comes in to say, hmm, but I have a question about that guy. What if she has an issue with being sexual and not really being sexual with you? What if she has an issue of being sexual and not really being sexual with you? Okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying... What if she just has an issue with sexual intimacy in general, but you as a person, as in your level of progression, uh, isn't the actual issue of itself? Listen, Swiss, that's not a bad question, actually. Uh, it's, gonna, it's a bit of a side tangent, but I'll answer it really quickly here, in which that I agree with you as a general principle that that can definitely apply to a lot of people. I can definitely be a lot of people. A lot of people can just be, generally speaking, as particularly Asian girls, particularly girls that are not from a westernized cultured background, their sexual pace is really far off from Western style, really far off. That's a much slower burn for most Asian girls. There's a lot of other, the playbook essentially changes for girls who come from a collectivism society versus an individualistic society such as Westernism. However, it's not, to your question, it's not relevant here because the way that we know she doesn't have an issue with being sexual in general, and it's not just this guy, is because of the repeat the repeat in which that when he did attempt to go down into the genital stimulation, 
It wasn't a complete meltdown. It wasn't a red. It was not a red signal. In fact, we have repeated yellows. And what a repeated yellow means is that I don't trust this yet. I could in future, if you give me more time, more space, maybe if you allow for something else to be built, which is what we're trying to get into here, then maybe. But right now, no. So that's how we know that this sexual progression is not an issue in general because she's willing to entertain other levels of sexual progression of him, just not that yet. If it wasn't, if it was one time only, I would likely agree with you or I would at least entertain your idea here. But we've got repetition of four experiences altogether. Uh, This has got something far more to do with what he is not allowed to be built. And listen, uh, Mr. Switz, Let's say he comes back to me in two weeks' time, three weeks' time, does what I'm about to do throughout the rest of his podcast when I get to the final remedy and we get through everything here. And on the fifth, sixth time, after doing what we're about to do, then she comes and says and gives a hard red or another yellow, then I would entertain your idea a little more. But we can never... we. I can't give too much weight to what you're saying here until we've given a fair shot at establishing psychological trust. If you have not given that a fair shot yet, you cannot just chalk it up to her being not comfortable with sexuality in general. I want to pause you right there. It's getting balls hot in here. I'll put the AC on like I did last week. Shut the... Yes, With the prayer. Okay. He says, thanks for your answer. Hmm, interesting. Jay New comes in saying, just helping Pat knows any required, lol. <laughs> You're not getting it, Jay. You're not getting Zeddy unless you knock my fucking socks off. That's what a 100,000 Zeddy answer is. You're going to knock my bloody socks off to get 100,000 Zeddy. Okay. So, moving forward. Uh, you guys nailed it. T-, T and Jay New had absolutely nailed it. In which that, yep, needs to slow down, breathe. T painted it beautifully, looking up at the stars, just breathing on the picnic blanket by the lake. Yes, the reason why this is a correct answer, my friends, for those of you that are new, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, because I shouldn't just breeze over that for those of you who don't know why that's correct. It's correct because it's addressing the fact that we have a misalignment in sexual intensity of pace. The rate of pace is not in alignment. So we need to slow that down, come into alignment, and then trust can be communicated. Not only because it gives birth to the field in which that trust could be communicated, but it in and of itself, showing a woman that I see you, I see that we're not in alignment with our sexual pace, and I'm slowed down right now. I'll even, in a situation in which that she's pushing too hard, she's going too fast for herself, which is making me feel uncomfortable, slow her down. The act of slowing down in and of itself builds trust, let alone what would happen when you do the actual slowing down, what would actually happen within it with the breathing, with the picnic, with this moon and sand. What would actually happen within that would also, is that's going to build tons of trust as well when you actually get to align in your breathing rate align in your heart rate that's all gold that's absolute gold right there it seems like now if you can understand that it goes well that makes a lot of sense you think uh you'd think that the typical response from one of my clients would be yeah yeah makes sense all right fucking light it up let's do it not today not in this story this is where the fire comes in so mr patrick hits me back after this saying, okay, so uh, 
So I just next next date, I just just uh, just slow down and breathe, and just don't push it, don't push it up. I say, on paper that sounds okay, right? Just next day, go through your same routine. Remember, it's been this is be day five, so go through the same routine. Go through dinner, do your Netflix and chill. Down on the rug, all right. Start making out. Clothes start coming off, but just don't just don't push it. Let's just, just keep it here and just slow it down. Maybe just do a little bit of breathing. Sounds good. Like theoretically, it sounds exactly actually like what we just painted out. Now, yes, if you're one of one, if you're just doing this with yourself, but this is not the case. You have another human being in front of you who has been trained in a certain way of pattern. You have trained them on a certain way of progressing your sexual intimacy. So what do you think is going to happen, all of you live students in the class right now, if he was in the fifth date, the next date, after four times in a row, going through every single time sexual progression to the point of where she had to take his hand away, and she was, but it was everything was okay after that. It wasn't a complete meltdown. You know, everything was fine, actually. She played it off like it was nothing. But four times in a row, comes in on the fifth time, completely changes the play, completely reverses the play. Now, no attempts to try and progress sexually further with the intimacy. Just maybe there's a little kiss here and there, but really just going to slow down and breathe. Just going to get alignment of that heart rate, get alignment of that lung rate, that diaphragmic rate. That's a complete flip in pattern, complete change in the play. Do you think this is going to fly? Do you think, could you foresee an issue with this, with this happening when it's not just him practicing with himself, but it's him with a girl that's been used to a certain type of way, a certain type of, this is what happens when Patrick and I get together. This is what I'm expecting. But then he gives her the flip. Someone, someone, someone come up in this chat and give me, Give me what you think I said to him when he told me, all right, so that's what I'm going to do. Just going to go in on the fifth date. Just going to not, you know, going to have a good night, but not going to progress to sexual intimacy. Just going to slow down and breathe. And that's all. And I say to him, is that all? That's all. He goes, yeah, that's all. I say, well, there might be an issue with that. There might be an issue with that because it's not just you in the room. So what do you guys think that I said to him? What do you, what do you think is the issue with that? What's the foreseeable issue with completely flipping the pattern, changing the play on the woman like that. Yeah, like that. Hit me up with the answer. In that live Q&A, bro. Okay. Jay New comes in jealous of the Aussie weather. It's cold as balls in New, uh, New York City. You should be. Udameshi? Udameshi? You should be jealous, son. I'm sure it is cold, but I'm jealous of you because you could actually get legitimate cold plunging right now. To save my life, I couldn't do a cold plunge. It's, it's too warm. I mean, don't worry, guys. I'm still doing my cold showers every morning, but it'd be a lie to call them cold compared to what I know cold to be. I mean, it's a straight cold tap, but it's barely cold water. Uh, Switz comes in saying, slowing down equals he gets it. Boom. Good, Switz. Switz, your, um, your display picture on, use, on YouTube, it's, uh, it's not the correct pixel ratio. I can't tell what anime character that is. It actually looks like some artwork from Avatar, The Last Airbender, but I don't recognize the character, so you're going to have to clean up that image, son. <laughs> he then goes on to say, oh boy, girl starts thinking, what happened? Did I do something wrong? And a little confusion. 
Yeah, yeah, that's 100,000 Zeddy. <laughs> that's 100,000 Zeddy, son. You know why that's 100,000 Zeddy answer? Because Switz is new in the session. Switz is kind of new in general. And he fucking nailed uh, that answer. So right off the bat, he comes in saying, oh, boy. Girl starts thinking, what happened? Did I do something wrong? Yeah, that's actually so good because, Switz, you uh, you literally took the words out of my mouth. When I was in that session with my client, I said to him, do you think she might have a certain interpretation of your flipping behavior and pattern? And he goes, what do you mean by that? A flip of interpretation? How, how, how else would she interpret me slowing down the sexual pace? I said, well, you haven't explained it to her, have you? You just said you would go in on the fifth day and completely change everything that you would do. And now what you're going to change it to is tremendous, fantastic. Slow it down, breathe. Don't push her to the point of her discomfort. Don't go faster than her fastest pace. Brilliant. But you had this conversation in your mind. You didn't tell her anything about it. So you've put her into a position in which that she has to interpret it in some way. Is it going to be positive or negative? What Switz has come in with here is a negative self-interpretation. Switz, that's why you get 100,000 any answer right there because you, you went beyond just the initial answer, which is, well, she's probably going to react to that or she's probably going to be confused about that. But you went so far as to go into a negative confusion, which is, did I do something wrong? That's why it's 100,000 any answer because that you're going to see if you stay for the rest of the session and the back and forth I have with my client that he just doesn't get until a certain stage, at least for a very good portion of time, just couldn't understand what you just said. So, but we're not there yet. Like you've taken us almost two, two three steps ahead in this podcast, which I had to use some point. It's on point. That's some really, uh, you were off of your first answer, let's be honest, but this answer is fucking money. Uh, go get yourself some Capsule Corp, my friend. That's dope. And so well, we're going to pause you though because we're getting a little bit too far ahead of ourselves. So I'll just read out a few more answers and we'll move on, but well done. Well done. Jay New and T are filthy over that. <laughs> Jay New cousin saying, what the fuck? I'm giving you a yellow. Is this a red? Sorry, let me say that again. What the fuck? I'm giving you a yellow. Is this a red? Let her know you're meeting her halfway and this is your version of yellow. Boom, communication and trust established to oversimplify. Ha-ha. So, so, Jay Nu, your answer is half of what Switz gave, which is that you took us to the point of her confusion. You're on point with that. She will get confused, absolutely, if you change the flip and the pace of sexual uh, intimacy in such an abrupt way with no uh, explanation, she's going to get confused. What you didn't hit there, though, was what Switz came in, which is the negative self-interpretation, which is actually the next part of this podcast. We're not even there yet. So it's like I'm kind of I'm, I'm relating your answer to Switz's, but I need to kind of just imagine Switz didn't even answer for a second and go, actually, that's a very good answer. It's still a very good answer, Jeff. Uh, T comes in saying, might need to break the pattern of dinner slash net flex. Do something else slash go somewhere else and communicate your new intent. Okay, so T's taking us into some deep waters here. Fucking A. All right, so 
T is giving us a different angle, but on the same line of Switz in this chat, who you're both playing moves ahead here. So T started off with, we might need to break the pattern of the dinner slash Netflix. That's a, we're not even there yet. We're not even there yet, but that's a fantastic answer. But the more pertinent part of your answer was do something else, go to uh, the next part, communicate your new intent. T, that was what I was really looking for in this answer, which Switz, Switz didn't even, so Switz didn't get that, so Switz didn't get that part of it, but but Jay knew had attempted that. So Jay knew had said, let her know you're meeting her halfway and this is your version of yellow. So that was something that Switz didn't get. But that's really what I want to get here. T, communicate your, says coming in, communicate your new intent. Brilliant. It's not 100,000 zenny, but it's still brilliant. You're on point. <laughs> it's always going to be judged against 100,000 zenny. <laughs> still a good answer. So, uh, Switz comes and saying, lol, thanks for the zeddies. I'm going to buy a new profile picture with them. Yeah, that's it. Head down to, uh, listen, Bulma will sort you out. Bulma will sort you out. Go down to Capsule Corp. Uh, we also got Srikanth Jian. Srikanth Jian. Jian. Comes and saying, hey, new here. So what are we talking about? Uh, you're quite, you're quite, we're quite deep into this session now. Uh, we're talking about managing sexual pace. You've lost a lot of context. Try and keep up if you can, but it's going to be very difficult at this point. We're very deep into this session. You probably have to go back when the session is over. So anyways, my friends, here we are of my client. We're in the session coaching and I say, listen, yeah, you're 100% correct that in your fifth date with her now, you definitely need to change the sexual play. You definitely need to stop pushing her, pushing her revs, right? Taking her into the red of her sexual pace, slow it down, breathe. Make sure that psychological comfort gets established. Trust can be built. And now infinite cloud state is going to start to come in a little bit. But let's get that first. However, that's no good if you just do that on your own without, as T said, communicating your new intent. And here comes the massive sticking point. Here comes the huge red flag in which that we had a lot of friction now. So let me get you, let me read you guys out some email here. Let me, or is it WhatsApp or is it email? I believe it's email. No, I don't even need to. I know it off by heart. What am I doing here? So, he, after our session, I described to him, well, this is what you need to do. If you, if you just change the sexual pace on her, she's likely to interpret that, self-interpret that in a negative way, which is what Switz absolutely fucking nailed, which is that she's likely to say, oh, uh, you know, every other time we've been together, he's always tried to go down on me. And even though he was pushing me a little too fast for that, now he's not doing it at all. So did I do something wrong? Am, am I not looking good tonight? Did I piss him off in some way? It, even though, because you can see, it's a bit of a contradiction in a way because it's like, it's still too fast for her at this stage because psychological trust is not built. Yet at the same time, she doesn't want him to stop at all. Janu did well there in saying, I'm not giving you a full red. It's a yellow. Signals, Jerry. So... We need to communicate this intent to her. We need to make sure she understands why this is happening. She, you can't just assume that a woman is going to understand why you're slowing the pace down. She can't read your mind. She's, she's not listening to this podcast. Probably. Should be. <laughs> she's probably not. So we need to communicate this to her. 
I school him in the session by saying, "How? what's the best way of doing this? He had absolutely no idea. I say to him, how about just keep it real simple? And hey, listen, she comes over for the dinner, same setup, come over for the dinner. I mean, T had given us a potential of changing the pattern of the dinner and the Netflix. Uh, that's not necessarily such a problem here. It's a really good idea, and we can get into that a little bit later if you want to, how, what that would look like, but it's not what I recommend. It's not necessary. So I'm saying, listen, you can do your thing, you know, get your salmon, get your potatoes, and uh, get your Netflix and chill. But then when it comes time to get a little bit more intimately connected, how about this time before just doing something, just looking her damn deep in the eyes and saying, listen, just tonight, I just want us to connect. I just want to understand us. How about I just want to feel you, feel us together. Just want to breathe. Sounds good, right? Sounds calibrated, right? Sounds aligned. Sounds like she would receive that and go, oh, oh, I can relax. Now I can actually relax. He's still leading. He's still pushing the pace, but he's now pushing the pace in a different direction. Rather than pushing me in the direction of my own sexual comfort, now he's pushing me in the direction of developing trust so that I could be sexually comfortable. It's beautiful. And huge red flag. (laughs) Not from me, from him. He comes back in the the next, after the session was done, he comes back in me with a very long email saying, I just don't understand. It just doesn't fit. He's like, Adam, I get all of it except this one bit. He's like, I get that I need to slow it down. I get that I need to do the breathing. I I knew that all makes sense. However, I don't understand why I need to say to her, I just want to connect and understand and just breathe. He was adamant against that. This just did not feel right. This doesn't feel natural. Okay. So I hit him back up on WhatsApp with a couple of voice messages, with a voice message. Describing, it's they're actually the first one was probably about six seven minutes long, just breaking down everything what we've gone through, basically a reiteration of what we've just gone through. Comes back again with another message. I'll see if I could read this one out, just because I might actually had it. It was actually a voice message that he responded to, and I'm definitely not going to play his, play his voice message. So basically, but it's not hard to get anyway. Basically, in his voice message, it was a reiteration of that. Adam, I feel like if in this fifth date, if I just did everything as I normally do, and I just let it unflow naturally, unlock naturally, unfold naturally, just be on the couch, you know, have a little kiss or whatever, but not do anything more. You know, still do the breathing, still slow it down, but just not say it to her. That was his huge rock. This his huge rock in the door. This was his giant block in the flow of his waterfall was that I just don't want to say it to her. And so I got went back to him as his coach saying, listen, I need to understand. Is it just that you have a literal problem? Like your problem is with the literality of having to verbally say to her, I want to connect and I want to slow down and I want to breathe. Is that your issue? Is that what we're talking about here? Or is your issue something much deeper in which that you have an idea of what it means, means to be a man and that we're dealing with a face of masculine showman, showmanship, a show mask 
in which that your idea of what it means to be a man is to push forward, sexual pace, pushing it, and you see it as a sign of weakness and a going back on your masculine principles to have to say to a woman, hey, I just want to slow it down and connect. Is that your issue at a much deeper level? Or is it just a literality? Because I can't see why this is such an issue if it's not one of those two. If the issue isn't one of those two, what's the problem? He reiterates to me, comes back and says, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel natural. And now here's why I want to take a pause for you guys and see how I can frame this up for you to learn. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the next question for you guys. And this is probably the most important question of the entire session. So buckle up. What is the planetary sized gamble he is taking with this mentality? As his coach, it's not my place to say you must do this. There's no other way about this. Never say that to any of my clients. All I say is that this is your proposed line of action and this is probably what's going to happen. Eight out of 10 times probably what's going to happen. It's your choice on whether to do that or not. So I'll leave it to you. But I make sure he knows about the planetary-sized gamble with going into a fifth sexual experience with a woman, changing the play on her, but not communicating his intent. What's the planetary-sized gamble that he's taking? Can someone hit me up with that in the chat? Jay New comes in with the first answer, saying, first, Jerry, <laughs> do you understand the logical reasoning? Second, if so, what is preventing you from accepting this reality? What reality are you living in, if not the truth then? I'm not sure if that's an answer to the question that I just asked, Jay. Maybe you just drop that in as you were just open-minding. You just like spitballing your open mind. Uh, if so, what is preventing you from accepting this reality? What reality are you living in if not the truth then? Try and, try and let me know if that's... It doesn't seem relevant to the question I just asked, Jay. Otherwise, you know, try and reiterate for me. Reiterate. Takumi then comes in saying, the gamble is that she will react badly as Switz said. Yes. Switz, that's why Switz got that 100,000 zenny in such a big way because he took us a step further. However, he didn't take us all the way, T. He didn't take us all the way. It's not just that she'll react badly and there will be a uh, self, negative self-interpretation because that, that's like the opening of that door. There's something that happens when you enter that door. The planetary size gamble... Like that's a gamble, but the reason why it's a planetary size gamble is because the door that opens when you risk not communicating your change of play of sexual play with her, the intent for it, the risk you take happens, yeah, she's going to get confused. She might react badly as well and self-interpret herself, but there's something that happens a little bit deeper within that, that plays out on a much, much more macro scale, which is why I say planetary, both for him and her. It would be... It's a really interesting question, which I drove very hard in a, in, a, in a voice message to him. I'll probably play it at the end for you guys, although his name, his real name's in it, so maybe I can't. But we'll see what we can do. Otherwise, I'll just, I can remember most of it anyway. I listened to it this morning. So 
T, you're there. Switz was there. I just need you guys to delve in, dive in a little bit deeper to what that gamble really looks like. Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, she will respond likely with negative self-interpretation. Most likely is a bit of a gamble there. But what does that mean? What would that look like? What will that play out like in her life, his life? Like that's where this needs to get, uh, your understanding needs to evolve. Ben Harlan comes in with the next answer saying, he's throwing the moon into a black hole. Did you give me some follow-up on that, B? Or is that all you're saying? Hang on. He then went on to say, pretty much hoping she pops back out as well as she was thrown in. Ah, okay. Okay, good. I wish you would put that in the same sentence, B. All right, let me read that all together. So B's first answer on this planetary size gamble he's making is that he's throwing the moon into a black hole, pretty much hoping that she pops back out as well as she was thrown in. So if we can take that into the real world terms here, what... Patrick is gambling, is that in his fifth sexual experience with her to change the play, which is the right play to make, yet will not, refuses to communicate to her why he's doing it, because he feels it's unnatural, feels that it's too, I guess, in his mind, contrived, and it would just feel really weird to say to her, hey, I just want to connect. I just want to slow it down. And that's all we do. He did get a little bit confused on that as well. He also thought he had to literally say, that's all we do. Not correct. We I didn't I left that out before because it's like a small language barrier thing because he is German. But we got past that. His sticking points still remain though. That just saying to her, I just want to connect and slow down. Just yeah, you know, however you want to phrase it. Just a few short words. But he just refuses to do so. So he's making that huge gamble. Ben thinks that the massive well, what happens with that gamble is that you're hoping that she comes back out. Ben, are you trying to say that she hope you hope? He hopes that she comes good on it. Because really, we've kind of already got there. Maybe you weren't there when Switz came in with his answer. So maybe that's where you're at. Hmm. You're, you're correct. You're correct. But, but we've already got to that point in which that, what your Ben's essentially saying is, is she going to interpret it positively or negatively? He's hoping she's going to put interpret it positively but we're already there we already understand that so it's just a nice it was a nice way that you said it mo bassi comes up in here saying what's good brother long time good to see you doing well long time mo hope you're doing good man uh mo is someone i did a collaboration on the channel with a long time ago good to have you mo up in uh canada if you're still there switch comes in saying i don't have enough gas money oops what what are you talking about, Switz? Stay focused. Jay Dude comes in to say, nah, nice to see you, Mo. Got to check out how your content has evolved. Uh, good to see Jay knows Mo's content as well. Street Kanth comes in saying, needy. Uh, okay, that's just one word. You would have to say way more than that. D Manoa comes in saying, girls in Australia be the biggest headache. <laughs> okay, not relevant to what we're talking about at all. Uh, w comes in to say that he will... Okay, here we go. That he will keep doing this and will juice... The chances of gaining trust slash comfortable for future girls. W, I would love to give you a hundred thousand Zeddy for that answer. Ah, fuck! You were so close. If you had just, <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> you, if your answer is so good, except for the final bit. 
Like, it's not that the final bit's wrong. It's just that if you had said that he will keep doing this and will reduce the chances of gaining trust slash comfortability for this girl, for this girl, not for future girls. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're so correct, though, for future girls. Absolutely. But but the planetary size gamble, yes, it includes future girls. Absolutely. I'm not saying you're wrong for that. Your, your answer is great. It's it's great answer. It's on point. But it would have been even more on point, even more. And I would have given you 100,000 zenny and lost my shit if it had read that he will keep doing this and will reduce the chances of gaining trust slash comfortability for this girl. Why that would have been the 100,000 zenny is because she's not a red lighter. She has not been giving him red lights. This entire way through, she has been yellow lighting. Four experiences straight through at the same point of sexual intimacy when his hand goes down beneath the sheets, beneath the leather and or satin or whatever material it's made of. And she, and she pulls that hand away four times in a row, but doesn't stop altogether. So that's a yellow light. She doesn't want him to stop altogether. They would continue to make out, continue to, continue to play. So if we look at the situation, if he flips the play on her, doesn't take her past her point of comfortability, stays within that point of comfortability, but allows for an expansion of her comfortability. That's what's slowing down and breathing and getting heart rate sync going and getting that lung sync going does. It expands the comfort zone. It expands the ability in which trust could be built so that when physiological trust has been established, then physiological could also be established. That's why we do that. We don't just breathe and get into heart rate and sync rate just so you guys can be best friends. I mean, you can do that if you want to be best friends. I highly recommend it, but that's not why we're doing it. It's still a sexually polarized interaction, my friends. So when he gets into that space of her, chooses not to communicate the intent, planetary size gamble, to which W almost said perfectly, almost, is that, yes, it's very likely she's going to self-interpret this negatively, yet not once. Because we know her pattern of response. If you guys have been paying attention to the social Q&A, it hasn't been one sticking point. It's been four times. That's why at the beginning of this podcast, I kept saying four times, four times, four times, four numbers. Because if you go through this again and again, if you could read, just play it out in your mind, do you think she's going to red light off one time happening and just completely red light? It's probably not going to happen. What's probably going to happen is that he, he changes the play, flips it, goes to the breathing, goes to the sink, right? Slows it all down, builds that trust. However, it doesn't communicate intent forces her to self-interpret negatively. So she'll play, but it's, she'll yellow it. She'll most likely yellow it, which will disconnect trust and comfort, yet not disconnect her altogether from being with him, from breaking off the interaction altogether. So what's most gambled here is ignorance, is blindness, is the inability to understand her fully to ever get her to open up and trust comfortably fully. Because look at what happened. Four times in a row, I, it, it should have been enough once. And that's why I really uh, aggressively, emotionally said in one of my voice messages to him, I said this to him, I go, listen, you're gambling that she's going to positively interpret this and it's all going to be all good. And listen, I can't tell you that you're going to be wrong. 
It's you're spinning the rule at will here. This could be red or black, and there is no green. This could be red or black. But even if with this girl, you thought it was going to be red, positive, and let's say it lands on red, the ball drops red, and she does interpret it positively, fine. But at some point in your development of social dynamics, you're going to come across someone, you will come across someone who does self-interpret negatively your change in sexual progression and play. They think it's because they did something, but it had nothing to do with them. It was you. It was you. It was you changing your mistakes, which is from a good place, but you didn't interpret it to her. You didn't communicate to her. So she was left to her own devices to say what to make of this. And you're gambling that, but also within a much more relevant space to you and her. The planetary size gamble is that you would repeat this same thing. It's the same issue. It's the same mistake in which that when you were pushing the sexual pace too fast, you weren't reading the person in front of you. Now that you try to slow down the sexual pace, still not reading the person in front of you, in which that surely they need to know, surely they need to understand so you can eliminate the element of misbelief and I don't know why this guy has just changed everything on me. Fuck, it must be because of me. So why would you gamble that when all it takes is a couple words said from a true energetic, direct, congruent, authentic place, empathetic, in which that, hey, at a minimum tonight, at a minimum is in brackets, that's from my perspective, but to her, listen, tonight, let's want to slow it down. Just want to connect. Just want to breathe. And that's it. That's it. He had such a problem with that. Can't do it. Can't do it. Until I hit him with a very emotional voice message, or a very uh, poignant one, I should say, at least, in which I say, listen, you can take the gamble all you want, but you're going to get burnt. You will, if not with this woman, you will get burnt with this mentality of social dynamics in assuming that a woman understands why you're doing what you're doing without communicating to her why you're doing what you're doing, especially in a sexual progressive place. You will get burnt with that mentality. So what is it? Are you just not willing to have the difficult conversation? Masculine showmanship? Because what's most difficult for masculine beings in a sexual place? In, 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 the, in the dance between masculine and feminine energy, and you talk about sexual progression, sexual expectations in this podcast, what's the most difficult thing to do what is the most difficult thing at least in this scenario with this guy can you see that he's struggling with the most we'll make that the final question here before we get to open Q&A and uh, I'll just check here if there's anything else I've skipped over but I want you guys to answer that question of what's he really struggling with here why would it be such an issue for him to just have to say to a woman listen tonight I just, just want to slow down just want to connect Right now, you know it's not because because I've given you this answer or I've already given you this information. It's not because he's so dependent on having to get to sex and sex is the number one prize. He's the furthest thing away from that. That's not him. That's not that's not his issue. The issue lies within this podcast itself. When you look at his problems with understanding why you need to communicate intent, and I think a lot of masculine beings struggle with this at all the most difficult thing for a masculine being to do in that sexual space is what I want you guys to give me the answer. 
Okay, who we got next in this chat? Switch comes in saying, well, you said I didn't take you all the way there. Yes, correct, Switz. I'm not sure why you're saying that, though. Ben Harlan then comes in to say, yep, I'm a little slow on the roll at the moment, but I'll get there. <laughs> That's all right, Ben. You came in quite late to this session, so you missed a lot of the context. It's all right. W says, damn, worded better. It's all right, mate. It's not the words. It's uh, just the the concept if you had just changed it. But hey, man, still do good. Still doing good. Switz comes in with the first answer saying vulnerability, dot, dot, dot. That's just one word. That doesn't mean anything to me. You could give me a lot more than that. But you're warm. You're warm. That's like you entering the forest, but we're looking for a specific apple on a specific tree. You're in the right forest, though. Vulnerability is definitely the forest. And even uh, there's a, I told you guys there was a client story from one Takumi Kun I was going to mention here of a client uh, on the mountain. And this is going to be, I told you there was an example of someone doing it right, an example of someone doing it wrong. This entire podcast of meeting sexual expectations and managing the pace, uh, been wrong, been wrong. Pushed her too far to a discomfort too many times, too many yellows, trained that pattern, now trying to flip it, but doesn't want to explain why he's flipping it wrong. X, X, X. Just creates issues, creates issues. And very simply, I've just asked you here why... uh, it's not a very hard question, I don't think. What's he struggling with the most? What's the greatest difficulty going on here? Switch then comes in with his follow-up to his vulnerability forest by saying, men have been taught to not express those vulnerable feelings and express things that might be seen as weakness by somebody else. <sighs> Switch is a very general answer. I like your answer a lot. I do. I do. But it's too general. I agree with you. Like, I totally agree with you. It's just too general. Because I told you the answer is relevant is, is within this podcast. The answer is within this podcast. W comes in saying one word, connection. Again, you're just like, Switz, way too general. That could mean anything. I don't want to spend too much time on this because when we get towards the ends of podcasts, uh, we need to keep these things rolling. We need to keep them going and uh, keep the lessons fresh in our minds here. So I'll summarize it back up and we'll finish it. Some of you, if you guys, if you guys come with the answer, come with it. Otherwise, we keep rolling here. The most difficult thing for him to do is to slow down. The issue is not with having to literally say the words. Hey, I want to uh, just be with us, just you and I. Slow down together, just connect. The issue is with the idea. And the ability to execute slowing down. Why? Because it's so uncomfortable. He knows nothing of it. He at one stage came at me saying that it's not that I actually have a problem with slowing down or just doing the breathing. I want to do the breathing. I want to slow down. And I don't disagree with that. What I do disagree with is your ability to execute it. How much practice do you have doing it? How comfortable is it for you to actually be there on the couch with an attractive woman that you incept the interaction with on the street. And then now you've been through four stunted sexual progressive dates and now you've got to change the play. The sticking point lies in your inability to execute it because you have lack of reference of what it means to execute that performance, to know what it means to do that. 
You know, it sounds like, oh, it sounds easy. When Jay New and Takumi come in saying, be down there at the stars, slow it down, just breathe of it. Slow it down, just breathe of it. Slow it down, just breathe. We've said it so many times that it might appear as if it's such an easy thing to do. Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's that's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours. And hey, you're my kind of person. If you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development, shit, I <laughs> get excited by that. So before you run off, let me just hear you with a couple of reminders. If you haven't signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email, it's free, bowldojo.com. Keep you updated over there. The best place to connect with me outside of these YouTube live sessions and podcasts is actually on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I tang one. You guys can see all the behind the scenes. You can see I post a lot of fitness, health, all the artistic shit. If you watch the story, a lot of the meditations as well that I go through each day and each night. And uh, it's a great place to DM me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions, different parts of this, etc. So, how do we tang one on Instagram? I hope to see you there. I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at boldojo.com. Listen, guys, the birds outside are going haywire, so I better wrap up this outro. It's the time of my life, getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions, chopping it up, getting to really know who you are. And so I thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session, truly. Wishing you the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.